The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So about a year and a half ago, we recorded two episodes or at some point during those episodes, we discussed Howard Ashman and the whole story that was covered on Dateline. For those of you that aren't familiar, Howard Ashman has a CHM background. He spent some time at Hopetown Bible College and also pled guilty to murder. And it was a wild enough story that Dateline decided to cover it. Recently, one of Howard's siblings has decided to publicly raise a bit of a stink with us and threaten a lawsuit and all that cool stuff. So I pulled the episodes down. Like I said, it had been some time since we recorded them, and I wanted to make sure that we didn't say anything that would cause an issue. And she's claiming some kind of slander against her family and all, all that stuff and things. I pulled them down, and after review, I, I don't see what she's talking about. So... What you're seeing now, uh, yesterday, I think we uploaded one either yesterday or early this morning, and then um, this one here, you're seeing uploads of old episodes because we, we took them down. Now we're ready to put them back up. So if you already heard them, I apologize, but I just want to give you a little bit of backstory into what's going on and, and uh, why you're seeing it. So anyways, here we go. lady of Florida is sick with cancer. They're asking for prayers. All I've got for them is take your Regeneron and your Ivermectin and hope for the best. Is what? this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, is this thing on myself? What was that? Did I catch you off guard with that one? You sure did. I have no idea where we're going now. That's an example of your tolerant left. <laughs> you still surprise me after 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard that clip. I was listening to Nick DePaula the other day and heard that one. I thought that was quite the gem. Hey, Did you hear about that, by the way? No. Who, who is no. that saying that? I don't remember her name. Um, the first, what's Ron DeSantis' wife, okay. you know, diagnosed with breast cancer. Aww. And uh, that's a little bit of the response that they're getting. From breast cancer, but they are, uh, they're, she's talking about like, like it's got COVID or something. Well, she's just saying, uh, because you know, down in Florida, they're really, uh, pushing the, 
uh, Regeneron, and uh, they're not pushing so much the ivermectin that I know, but uh, that was her response. So she got cancer. So you know they don't like it that that Ron DeSantis is bucks the system. So therefore, that's the response you get when you. <laughs> Like, oh, like okay, that just shows just how stupid they are because that doesn't even help breast cancer. That's not the point. They're, they're just saying, hey, you know, in other words, tough luck. That's that's a response wow. you get from extremists on the far left. Unbelievable. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's crazy. There's wow. so much, Which, um, so much love there and acceptance and goodwill, you know, that they don't even. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> It works when it fits their agenda. That's mm-hmm. the only time you'll hear oh, about it. Oh, man. Yep. Now, here's yep. here's the thing. I know we've talked before, and I remember when we were discussing this podcast and how we Holy were going to go about it. He's got the pen out to point with. He's getting serious. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I remember when we were discussing all this, uh, about how we wanted the show to go and all that, and, and we said we don't want to be political. Mm. But then I, uh, a buddy of mine actually told me, he said, Phil, if you try to keep your views of things out of it, you won't be yourself. It's true. So your views on yeah. things are part of you, and then you'll come across as fake. And so I, I started going more, and if anybody knows me, they know I'm a rabid Joe Rogan listener. And right. I realized you can talk about politics without really uh, being a hardline, taking a hardline political stance. With stuff like that, yeah. anybody can hear that and say that's stupid. Right. So I yeah. don't. I don't really have an issue with uh, talking politics with things like, hey, it's part of our culture. Sure. You know, I'm not a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm not a Republican. I'll tell you that right now. But I do enjoy discussing things in the news and things in the culture, and that happens to be one of the things I thought it would be a good opening clip for the show. So, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of compassion over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's just me and Miss in the studio today, and John is on uh, broadcasting. <laughs> He's out on assignment. <laughs> on assignment. Central so, fireman is on assignment, yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah, the old central fireman, man. He's tearing it up over there. Yeah, out on he's, looking, he's looking for a girlfriend, okay? <laughs> I want a girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we get started, there's a few things I want to mention. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, if you give us a five star rating wherever you listen to your podcast, it really helps out. I also, I haven't been talking about this much lately, and I got a little more facts on it. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can go to Anchor.fm/slash/PhilSparks. They got three different options there if you decide you want to do it on a monthly basis: ninety nine cents a month, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine if you want to help support the show. You can contact us at uh, hillbillybroadcast at aol you can send us a voice message at um, anchor.fm slash Phil Sparks. You can reach us on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter at Phil Sparks Show. That was I created that one a long time ago when we were we were pushing all those YouTube videos and stuff. And I thought I was going to be the next Ed Bassmaster. Oh, my. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. funny. Well, you haven't been discovered yet. It never panned out. I've done a lot of things over the years, putting videos up. And when you give it about a 10-year cushion and you look back at it, Oh my lord! Oh, the douche pimples you get. <laughs> yeah, because now like, you can be like, you know what you can say whenever you, you just say, "Look at this, just look at this." <laughs> well, I'll say this to people too. There's video out there, and I'll have to snag it, and we'll play it on the show of uh, me trying to host a talk show. Ooh, I get, oh, I get yes. goosebumps I every time. Seen that when I was younger, uh, <laughs> even as younger, 
even as a younger man, younger boy, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible. My voice is high pitched. I was about 15 years old. And you had uh, no facial hair. You were like, Tiny. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I do it was miss like the tiny. Tiny. Part. Listen, listen to Keenan. Like you could say something yourself, Keenan. Well, no, what me. Do you mean? No, Keenan's tiny now. Me and me and him <laughs> just flipped places. Exactly. Because now you're a big boy. <laughs> what? Oh no, never mind. Never mind. John, you you had said you was going to write introductions. Did you yes. ever do that? Uh, I I failed you. I have failed, failed in the introduction. Failure. Man, man. Failure. Car crash. Where's Thank I you. Tell you what, what I did. It's a car crash. <laughs> What'd you say you did? I did research uh, on some other stuff, though, so I at least did a little bit of homework. Ah, yes. Uh, I believe that was on Jim Justice. We started ragging on him a while back. There's a lot yeah. of material right there. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. But I tell you, even though I didn't get the uh, the new uh, introductions written, I can go ahead and uh, hit you up for the old ones. Yeah, give us to them, Marilyn, uh, from uh, from a from a bunker to an undisclosed. <laughs> Let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh that that was that was rough to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Not as rough as it was to do. Oh man. <laughs> well, first and foremost, over in uh, the West Virginia. Uh, uh, yeah, car crash. Over in the West Virginia division, uh, we got my brother, the man that looks like he hates Scott Grover. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never gets old. You know, I still, t- I just telling a guy, oh, yeah. I tell people that story about you slamming me that you day, Tom. And uh, everybody gets kicked out of it. Yep. I think they give me like a little pity laugh. <laughs> you poor They're little like, fat man. Oh, that's it? That's like I think more. I did the first time I heard it. <laughs> and then Kenan, like, didn't he reply back? And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't feel so good about that no more. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, that's sad. It's <laughs> funny. I was just... My buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of my buddy. Can't nobody say that unless you say it, right, Cam? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't touch him. Don't touch. Uh, Oops. Did John just drop out? I think John just dropped out. Well, I'll tell you. He must have got a call. He must have. Right in the middle of introduction. Now, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Now, I've I, lost, I don't lost my train. But anyway. Let's go ahead. Well, man, if they don't know who we are by now, there's problems, my man. That's what I think. And we do have, um, who is it? H.C. Heskett. What did, yes. we, what did he say that was? What, homeless Cana? Nope. You had another term for that, didn't you? You did over the weekend. Oh, I don't remember. Homicide Cana. <laughs> Homicidal. <laughs> Homicide Cana. I like oh, that one. Dude. That's good. That's good. Um, we went. I, I wanted to touch on this real quick. I, I got to go to a bull ride mm-hmm. uh, a couple weekends ago. Right. That was very interesting, and it's actually I went to go see uh, Brett Carpenter was the main was the barrel man, our sheriff, mm-hmm, the guy that, that we're still trying to get on. And I actually walked up and introduced myself to him. Uh, first time I probably had ever talked to him in person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm I'm the guy that keeps bugging you about coming on the podcast. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I started talking to him. He said, yes, I I definitely want to come on. It's just a matter of finding the time to do it. He, yeah. Isn't isn't he like different whenever you talk to him versus when mm-hmm. he's the clown? 
Yes, he is. It's like a different persona. He just takes on someone like another personality, just like Sasha Fierce is uh, Beyonce's alter ego whenever she gets on stage. But supposedly mm-hmm. it's like the thing that makes her like possessed. Yeah, he turns into it, it was kind of weird because the switch did flip. Yes. He, whenever you start talking, he starts getting real serious. And yep. just, He's uh, a very like laid back type, really quiet person. Yes, he is. Yeah. So he said, um, you know, to keep uh, keep in touch with him, he definitely wants to come on. He also got hurt uh, again. <laughs> Everybody was checking up on him on uh, on his uh, Facebook page because they were all saying, we were just hoping you were okay. And I was like, we're just glad you're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took a yep. horn to the neck, he said. <gasps> this was uh, oh. in night two. I was sitting there watching. Uh, actually, Byron was down. Byron went with me on night yeah. two. Yep, got to meet up with Byron. He went with me. What did old Byron think of this? Uh, I won't speak for him. I think he enjoyed it, uh, but it doesn't bite everybody like like it does us. You know, like the bug doesn't. The bull riding I, thing I love it. I think it's just one of the coolest things, just watching like man versus beast. It's almost like the gladiator style. I'm very careful when I say this. Yeah. But it's like that whole you like man versus beast. Like you have to you know, wrestle with the beast. And well, it, and it's a lot of the same reason why people watch NASCAR, too. You you know somebody could <laughs> literally pass away. People at any could way. actually die in front of you. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very enjoyable to watch. I, I love PBR. Yes, it is. And I also mm-hmm. like how patriotic they are and all that yep, stuff. It's they are. Cool. They're very patriotic. Very true. Very true. I uh, got to see that. There was actually three PBR riders there that night. Which ones? Do you remember? You said Marcus. Uh, Marcus Mast was there. Uh-huh. I've watched Marcus on TV many times. I recognize the name. Uh, there was uh, Eli Hershberger and the other guy. I can't remember his name. I, I recognized his name, you know, from okay. seeing him on TV. Hershberger, I didn't really know. I, I think he was riding on the Velocity Tour the other night. Okay. But uh, Marcus Mast was there. Uh, it was pretty cool because I went to Applebee's afterwards and I looked over and there sits Marcus Mast in Applebee's. <laughs> I'm like, no way. I'm like, I watch this guy on TV all the time. You should have went and you look over. I, you don't, okay, you never want to go introduce yourself to people. And I'm like, that's, they are popular people. They know, but you just don't want to impose on them or what's, well, you don't want to be that fanboy either. Yes. Why not? Be a fanboy. Yeah. Well, being a fanboy makes you, you look like an idiot. No, you don't. You see girls do it, but you don't really, you don't see very many masculine men just like. You can't tell me that if Jennifer Aniston walked through that door that you wouldn't be fanboy. It's a woman. (laughs) 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 Should we? (laughs) (laughs) The thing of it is, Mariah actually brought it up. There's the Canaan. Canaan's in trouble, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the other way around. He looked at me. Well, we'll just, we're going to keep on doing it. You look at each other, we're just going to keep on doing it. The sad thing is, I know you too well enough to know the comments that will get Kanan in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's there's times Phil will be like, hey, watch, I'm going to say this, and Mariah's going to get mad, and I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, help us all. uh, And if they're kidding, I am not kidding. Then Mariah comes up to me, she's like, I'm so ticked at him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. It's my husband, it's my best friend, what do I do? <laughs> uh, I shouldn't do that to people, but it is fun. It's yes. a lot of fun. You love to pick on people. You've always done that. But anyways, uh, I, I do get nervous about bothering people because I know, especially if you're on the PBR and least the B circuit, you know, yeah. that's, that's as big as it gets in Western sports. And I just, I don't like to bother people. 
Okay. You know, especially he was there eating with his family and all that and the other. And I was completely devoted to the chicken wings I was on as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you know, okay, go. yeah, that would be fair. <laughs> they do. Applebee's does have really good chicken wings, to I'm be like, honest. I'm like, go talk to I'm Marcus like Master, eat chicken wings. I mean, like Kevin, <laughs> double fudge, Angela. Double fudge. Angela. Angela. Double fudge. <laughs> <Angela>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so it was it was very interesting. Uh, Brett did get hurt. He was in the barrel, and the bull got over at the end of the barrel again, stuck his horns up in there while Brett oh, was in man. it. Oh, man. And uh, he, got, he got banged up a little bit. But overall, it was, uh, it was fairly uneventful. There are times when you're at a bull ride that it goes completely haywire. Yeah. And then true. there's times it goes... Fairly smooth, and there was a few injuries. Um, I went both nights. There was a few injuries there, but it, it wound up, you know, it was, it was fairly run of the mill. It was all right. That's good. Yeah. Good. I like Where it. was this bull ride at? Uh, Jane Lou down in a uh, little town just down seventy nine there. Okay, I got you. Got but, I, but I will say this: when Marcus, he got on four bulls in one night. Four bulls. Really? And wow. I was like, why? Why so many? They're uh, just bucking to that, or what? It was odd. He entered the event twice. There was a couple guys did that, so basically they got the ride for two guys. So they paid their entry fee twice. I'm assuming. What? So he entered the event twice. Was someone missing? That's why they were able to do that. They only or? had like the first night. They only had like ten riders. Oh wow! That's but not a lot. You got to think they're a fairly small circuit. They are. Um, they're getting ready to have their finals. Right. So the guys are banged up. Yeah, they're hurt. So there's not as many guys there to, um, you know, to ride. Cause well, that's nice you can go in there twice then. I mean, if you're willing to suffer the brunt of it, go ahead and sign up twice. Well, I don't know if they – it could be such a thing as they asked him to just because you got to put on a good show for the crowd. you got 10 riders. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a quick night. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people I know for posting on Facebook, they loved it. So oh, it's great. It's a very popular it's sport It's a great for event. Uh, the Spiker family, they're the ones who puts it on down at their farm, or at Spiker Farm. They mm-hmm. they do a heck of a job every year. They sure do. They do a real good job. Treat people really good. And uh, so that, that, was, that was interesting. I will say this. You can always tell the PBR riders over top of the other ones. Like Marcus Bass oh, yeah. come out of there, and I think his first three bulls of the night, he just, I mean, he's, he spanked him. <laughs> yeah. Got myself a little beef. <laughs> like, so you can tell there's a reason why this guy's in the PBR. Well, John's back. <laughs> yeah. Hello, announcement. Hey, <laughs> Talking about coming in with a bang. We're going to make you sound real good. I Like I had a call or something, you know, I went and did something real important, and now I'm back. Yeah. But really, somebody just stopped in the firehouse, and I felt stupid talking into my phone. Oh. What? See, that could have been a plug for us, and you could have said, hey, they were, I'm doing a show on Hillbilly Brock. You you yeah. failed. Yeah, I'm doing a show. Have you, you listened, failed. by the way? Would you yeah. like to well, contribute a monthly amount? <laughs> the guy that stopped in there is completely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, can't say I blame you there. All right. What's next on my list? Um, we'll give this radio time to calm down. Let's just go ahead and we'll talk about this. Yep. Sorry. 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 Sorry, guys. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the um, guy that shot a school up to Timberview High School? No. Yes, I, I I saw an article about that, but I didn't I didn't get much information. 
what I got was pretty early on. So okay. I didn't know much about it. So it was published five days ago, I guess this happened. And it's like really hush hush. The media is not really talking about it. Um, Timberview High School shooting suspect bonds out of jail. And I think they like 75,000. He like hurt four people um, in a shooting at the Arlington, Texas. It was released I'm not, okay, from I do jail remember that. Thursday evening. He got um, released he kept from jail? Quiet. Uh-huh. After posting bond, he did not respond to the reporters when asked if he had anything to say to his family or those who were wounded. So I guess um, he's been fitted with an electronic leg monitor and given his conditions of bond. Uh, okay. My thing on this is this kid ac- said he was accused of or he was bullied. Um, but the people he went in there and shot up, they did not were not even like the ones that bullied him. Why do they do that? Why do kids go in there and shoot up the people that they have not bullied them? That makes no sense because because they uh, <clears throat> they're jealous of those popular kids. They've never been able to be in that position. And so if they're going to shoot somebody, they're going to shoot somebody that they're jealous of, you know? Okay. Because, like, even the people that were hurt, they were like, um, this kid was a bright and respectful boy. And um, they were saying that they never um, did not bully this kid that shot up everybody. Um, So the family is all stating that he was bullied. And so they're kind of standing behind him. But it says, but even if you're bullied. But he wasn't bullied by the kids he shot? No. So he went in there and shot up these a teacher, I, I guess as well. Let me see if hmm. I can find it. What do you guys think causes this stuff? I mean, yeah, the first the first big one that I can remember was Columbine. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. there was ones before that, like in the seventies and eighties. That's where the term "going postal" come from. A bunch of people were just mm-hmm. shooting up post offices. Yeah, but where does this come from? I mean, I I think the biggest thing is it comes from sin. But people's been sinning since the beginning of time. Why did it start, you know, as of late? I think it becomes psychological. People aren't, parents aren't keeping track of what their kids are doing or what they're watching. And so they're like, well, if mm-hmm. I have issues, I guess I can go do that too. And so they're not, they're not paying attention and trying to guard their hearts. So they just let them do whatever. That's a good so point. So when they get bullied, they don't have, there's no... They don't have an out. They don't know to, I don't know if they don't know, but almost like they're embarrassed to talk about it. So they'd rather do something in retaliation. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. So basically the failure of parenting. But wouldn't I mean, we have always had I that? That's a, I think that's definitely a big part of it is, you know, not teaching your kids anything and not, you know, not teach them right from wrong. I mean, you know, you, you coddle your kids and, uh, you know, let them get away with anything. And, you yeah. know, they get a participation trophy and all that stuff. They think they can do no wrong. You know? There's no consequences and, for their actions. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then, and then whoever bailed him out of jail, they are nothing but an enabler for that guy. Because why in the world would you bail somebody out of jail after they went and did a shooting? Yeah, that's true. You know, I'll probably have a better understanding of this after I have kids, but I think if a kid of mine did something like that, yeah. I'd let him stay there. Well, this is what another thing, too. I, I yeah. Um, so the, now the family, okay, um, he was trying to protect himself, is what the family have said. <laughs> they said there was documented reports of ongoing incidences between him and other students, 
But they're like, um, we're going to be researching that. Um, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Walking in and shooting up a store yes. or a school yes. uh, could be classified as self-defense. <laughs> okay. And this is what the no. family. It says, now the family representative states that due to the media attention, the family is now concerned for their own safety. My sympathy goes out to the other families that was, you know, hurt. The grandmother says she she helped raise him and blames what happened on him being bullied. I baptized him. I dedicated him. He's a good kid. He's my godson, the family's pastor said. Obviously, he's not a good kid. Yeah, because he's going in there shooting up people. Apparently that, not. That's pretty uh, easy to say. The, yeah. the shooting poor people kind of ruined that, yeah. Granny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're he's a regular going, old boy scout helping grannies across the street and then shooting them in the back of the head. <laughs> the bullying claims um, will be investigated. We were going to be looking into the allegations of bullying based on his past history, the school history, etc. But even if you're bullied, there are other options besides carrying a gun into a school and using a gun in a situation like that. That's just not acceptable. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> well, I mean, I alone. I'm glad they published that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now here's here's the thing. Now. The, if the kid is is be is legitimately being bullied, and you know and whatever, and uh, you know the kids that are bullying are walking across the the school grounds or whatever, and he sneaks in behind them with a gun and you know and it's like hey pop pop they, well no you don't even have to kill him you know it's like hey pop 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 it's like, uh, it's like, hey, if, if you know, if you want to try to solve, you know, and you want to be like, hey, this is this ends or uh, tomorrow. I'm not going to be so nice about that. You know, I get that, but I, I don't get just shooting up different random people just because you're being bullied. It, it makes no sense. To me. Right. Right. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'll tell you so, what. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better. It gets, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. It gets better. It, it says before he was released, Simpson's family prayed for him. Those who were wounded and the um, ISD, Mansfield ISD, to address the issues. District. Okay. Um, the issues of bullying in schools. Wait, so before he was released, they they prayed for they him? They had a big, huge, I guess, prayer meeting for him. So that fixes it. The- Did he get some religion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Since we're talking about criminal stuff now, I mean. Look at you. Look at you gonna- going with the segue, huh? You guys want to talk about Howard Ashman a little bit? I do. Yeah. I know we touched on the last episode, no. which was grueling, by the way. I, oh, my Lord. That was that was a rough conversation. That was a bad one. I cried which at the end of that, that one. The, the, the one we just did. Oh, the yeah. one you guys hung up on. <laughs> yeah. Hung up my butthole. It was not bedtime. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, it you was are such, uh, that you are was such uh, children. That was a rough one to try to sit through. But that, that was bad. That and, was a really. And bad believe one. it or not, it is it's, that, that was really rough. It's gaining a lot of traction, which is good and scary at yeah. the same time. It's like we discussed Howard there a little bit on the last one, um, and I know Kanan, you and and uh, Miss specifically wanted to go a little deeper into. Yes, we did. Howie, there, homicide, Howie. That was an interesting. I I cannot believe. Well, let's just start at the beginning, okay? Kanan, what was your first like interaction with this guy? You said you knew a little bit, like you saw so, him or something. I saw him, I think maybe two times in person, but like it was more at a distance. Like I don't think we like I ever actually 
went up and like shook his hand or actually had like conversation with him. Okay. But he probably did passing. Maybe in passing, but never like you know. So um, I would have definitely been in the same dorm as him because I used to go to the boys' dorm and sleep off my uh, you know my troubles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good catch so, there. So uh, we would. Uh, so I, I was in the dorm a lot of times with you know, when he would have been there. So, but like I said, never really had any really one-on-one time with him. But, um, I remember the times I did see him and stuff, you know, in passing, I, I actually asked a couple people, I was like, you know, like how legit is this guy? Like, I just never got the feeling that I, and I never got a murderous, like, you know, like, oh, this dude's a murderer. Right. I always just thought like, this dude just kind of seems like he is at Bible school because for one, it's in, South Florida, you know, you're a mile from the beach and there's a lot of girls, you know, and I'm like, that's kind of where my mind went to. <laughs> he wanted and to get himself a girlfriend. That I, every, yeah, everybody that I talked to was like, oh, no, dude, he's he's super cool, dude. Like, you know, um, you know, he does have a past, you know, but yeah, awesome guy. I'm yeah, like, he does. I'm like, OK, OK, <laughs> well, that's cool. I was like, well, if nobody else doubts him, you know, I don't really have any reason to. So um, I uh, so. That's about as far as it went. Well, then the other day, Matthew, my buddy, calls me. He's like, dude, do you know Howard Asherman? And I'm like, no, the name don't sound, you know, don't ring a bell. I was like, why? What's going on? He's like, dude, he's like, you know, he's like, you need to get on Dateline. Watch the episode, The Bridge. And he's like, it's it's insane. He's like, see if you recognize him, you know, whatever. As soon as I see him <laughs> and his girlfriend, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. I was like, so I called him back immediately. I was like, yes, dude, I, I know this guy. So um, that was kind of the interaction that I had, you know, with him and, and did know of him at least. I actually knew his girlfriend and her mom a little bit more than I knew, like, you know, him. But. Okay. Shocker. <laughs> 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 you deserve yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I get attention. I was waiting for a chance to use that bell. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you got to use it, my man. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> sales, bro. I love it. I love it. Girl's nice going for the moms. The moms. Mm. Going for the moms. Oh, man. <laughs> Milf. Milf. <laughs> so, well, then I even called you up, Phil, and I was like, dude, you got to watch this, man. This is crazy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, this is an insane episode, which you did get to watch it, right? Or at least heard it. Yeah, I, I listened to all of it on podcast. That's usually how I consume Dateline. And then I came home because yeah. I wanted to see some of the, the videos and stuff. So I pulled it up. Oh, on, my uh, gosh. That was rough. Is Peacock the app. different than the episode? No, it's the same thing. But you just have video. It's like, it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No video. You can just listen to oh, it. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I listened to them. Okay. I listened to like two or three episodes of Dateline today. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So um, my experiences, I knew his family. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think his dad and my dad like either went to Bible school together or they were around at the same time. They were so friends. His dad was a Bible missionary mm -hmm. pastor too, right? Yep. Bible missionary church pastor. Uh, okay. That oh. makes more sense. In yeah. Illinois. <laughs> yeah. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> so. The M in there stands for murder, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Bible murdering church. <laughs> murder, yo. <laughs> Bible murdering church. Oh my goodness. My parents are going to die. Okay. So um, we went to his house a couple of times whenever my parents were doing touring for missionary trips. Um, and I knew his sisters. Like I'm still f friends with them. Kana, did you also know his sister? 
<laughs> Mariah just Mariah looked away purposely. Mariah, like, you know, I love this. You know I'm gonna be overusing this bell, you know. <laughs> I know. Oh. Even when you don't look, I'm just going to put it in there. Whenever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Good. You knew you knew his no, sisters. That's okay. I'm just wondering if Kanan knew it, her, um, his mom, because that might be the. <laughs> Better. Let me let me be clear what this sound is. So we might have to change it. It's not when Kanan gets in trouble. It's when Kanan's about to get in trouble. We'll okay. this <laughs> Kanan, we'll use that as like a little warning device for you to back off. Yeah. <laughs> and then if Mariah, and then if Mariah does look at him all evil, we're just gonna go like this. <laughs> yeah, we have a winner. <laughs> okay so um his sisters i i was friends with them i in fact i messaged them i am currently facebook friends i think with some of them so um this this was a really big shocker my brothers know them better than what know the sisters the boys better than what um i do but um one thing about the podcast or that we were watching in the video what was the motive for this guy, for Homicidal Howie, to even kill this guy? First of all, we went through almost two hours of listening to this without knowing the reason why he killed this guy. Do you, did you ever think he, of that? Well, yes, you're right. The only thing he said was, is this James... Uh, Car what? Not Carmichael. Uh, uh, no. Uh, shoot. What Rick, was the guy's name? Remember. Let me pull up an article it, here. It, Go ahead. His first name James. I can't remember his last name. James Chambers. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, so what um, was it? Well, so the only thing that I actually heard on there was that in the confession, um, Howard said that uh, he, James wanted to collect a debt and said he would beat this guy up if he, uh, you know, if he didn't pay or whatever. And Howard didn't want to do this. So that's when okay. he went to the back of the pickup truck, dropped the tailgate, grabbed the rifle, shot through the uh, through the cab of the truck. That's right. What was that guy's yeah. name? That uh, Reno. Reno. Reno is his buddy that he was with. Yes, that's the one. Um, that, yes. 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 Okay. So I did a little bit of investigation mm. um, on this. I was kind of following different things, like uh, the podcast. Whenever you Google it, and I, I have screenshots of everything. Um, there's this lady on there, and it says. Another person commented the exact same thing. How do you watch an entire two-hour episode and still not have any clue as to the motive for this crime? So confusing. So according yeah. to this lady who knew the family, is from the area, said Howard threatened to kill him about a week and a half before James threatened to have, before because James threatened to out an affair that Howard was having with a married woman. Oh, I never heard this. Yes. Mm. So this There's is some starting juicy to make goss. more I'm sense because, like, you don't just randomly just like, oh my gosh, okay, this guy wants to go beat someone up. I'm going to shoot him. That's just a little yeah. like drastic. Like, there's more to the story than what yeah. was on the um, Netflix. Well, or let's be clear though. NBC to people that we're just uh, this is just rumors that we're yes no we don't know this is about. just stuff we're that just I've speculating. I've because I guess yeah. this is some of the family members um, that we're posting on here, and I I will leave her name out of it because I don't have permission to to mention her on here. But um, uh, this one right here said, this woman said that she was on the special 
And she knew them in real life. She was on the special. That's what this lady says. Now, I will let you do your own investigation on there. Let me see the um, this one. This one right here. Okay. I don't, I don't okay. And then this is another thing too. With the truck, it says, did they look where this truck was sold? I guess um, the clues on the social media told the story that one of the posts said something alluding to the fact that you're in the compactor now. Yeah. Cause he did, <clears throat> he did post a bunch of weird stuff. Yes. Uh, social media. That's yeah, what, like that's what brought up, or something. Mm -hmm, that's what brought up yeah, the yeah, homicidal yeah, howling. Yeah. What were all the other names guys? Oh, there, there were so many. I, I can't remember all of them, like hardly any of them now, honestly. Yeah. Is anybody up to any any good that has 12 Facebook accounts? That's your... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little weird. You're living a life you want to stay away from. Okay, and this is another thing, too. I guess um, they never arrested Reno for being an accessory to the fact. Reno was already in jail. Mm-hmm. He was? Okay. For vandalism or something. Yes. Or robbing something. Robbery. Yes. Robbery. <clears throat> During this time that this happened? When he confessed. When Reno was yeah. talking to the cops, he oh. was in jail. I so they I went to the prison and talked to him. Yeah. Okay. So couldn't they have done something to like? Well, if there's no evidence tying him to the crime, though, I mean, what are you going to do? No, he even testified about it. I can walk in though and say I did anything, but if there's no evidence, it's like they have people confess to serial killer crimes all the time that yeah. didn't do it. They just want attention or whatever. They just want attention. So yeah, I don't think there was any evidence putting Reno there. And then, that he was involved. Yeah. One thing too. Okay, they housed Hannah's family. They housed Howard for a year, year and a half. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why did they never? Yeah. Like, can we talk about them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Because Canaan Jeez. actually knows them. I I don't know them. You know them, Canaan. He said he knew just just a little bit. Because in the video, you have the dad, and I'm monopolizing this. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, the dad was talking and he said, we are very concerned for Hannah's safety. This is like before they yeah. even all the stuff like went down. Yeah. So they were concerned um, about her safety, but then he continued to live with them for a while, like actually in the home. Yeah. And they never well, did. And then, and, and then, and then they let him get married. What yes. <laughs> okay. But she was 18. She was 18. So they could, well, they could have like let, like ran off or something that I I'm willing to give them that. That's true. But I mean, you might, if that's my daughter, you're probably going to have two murders, his and hers. Well, I'll tell you I mean, what, you know, it's like, yes. What are you, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, you have a boy that has confessed. He's confessed to you. He says he's going to confess to the cops and you're just like, Oh, well here, go get married. It's like, yeah. I, I just don't. Well, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the family stepped in and stopped him from told him not to testify or not yeah, to, I'm sorry, not did. to confess before he got a lawyer. Yes. He, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Cause they said we, he needs a lawyer. He was yeah, ready to rock a lawyer. lawyer. Like don't say a word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the family went to bat, like protecting him. Okay. Yeah. And I'm then took sorry. him in. He lived with him according to the Dateline episode. He lived with him for a while, a good while. Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. So, so now tell me this. If he would have never confessed to this, would he have gotten away with this? Okay. That brings up another thing. Okay. I don't think he would have. They they had to have like undeniable evidence. They had no evidence on him. The only thing they had was his testimony from what I heard. They've had no body. 
They yeah. have nothing. Yeah. Only him like nodding and saying yes in the video. That's all they have. Yeah. Seriously, well, they have like, nothing. Well, it was like circumstantial. Don't they go out circumstantial when they've got, like they could place him in areas. They know where his phone pinged. He was, his phone was in that time, in that general area. Okay. Um, that That's really, they really. They found bloodstains on his truck windows, even though the DNA was so old and had been out in the weather, they couldn't verify it. Okay, so he could have cut himself in the window. Like, there's so many things that it could have been. Like, and that's that brings up the whole um, people that are put away that are innocent. I, I, I believe he did it. I'm not saying that he didn't do it, but it's just like so many. Like, they had nothing to like really tie him to the murders. Yeah, that's why. Obviously, that's why he. You know, they basically watched him for what was it? Four years, something like two years, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think. By by watching, you know, Dateline and um, what was another one? Uh, man, I was I was big into the uh, inv- in uh, investigation discovery channel there for a long time, and I was watching a lot of stuff on there. And I'll tell you what: if you are really good at just getting rid of the body and nobody ever finding it, a lot of times they'll a lot of times they'll get away scot free or for years. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he, you know, with them never finding the body, I mean, he just about got away with it. Yep. I mean, leave your cell phone. Seriously. The one that thing that really got him was a cell phone because he was clocked yeah. at different places. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and he even said he had a reason for like his cell phone, like being at these certain areas because it was with Reno, according to him. I'm yeah. sorry. Like that's, that could actually happen. How many times have we left our phone somewhere and it says we're there, but we're really not. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, true. it's hard to tell, too, what they would have come up with after the fact. I mean, if you're talking about would he have gotten away with it had he not confessed, If obviously they were going to keep digging. Yeah. So it's hard to tell what they would come up with. He, he might have gotten away with it. I think it's a very, it's high. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Highly probable. That he Which is have. scary because he would be a pastor of a hole in his church right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, all the other talk about the hole in his church, it 
That'd be about right. (laughs) Well, here's something I want to talk about with this whole mess. Yeah. I first heard the Howard Ashelman story. Yes, I know where you're going with this. About two years ago, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, It it was longer than that. It was 2018. Let me just happened. let me just tell you the story, the version I heard. All right, perversion. You heard? this was this was the version that was being spread. Now I'll tell you that I heard this from my father-in-law. I'm not blaming him for this. No, this is just what he was told. This is what came to him. You know, this is basically like a big game of telephone. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is yeah. my dad's version of what well, he this heard. Is, this is what I heard. Okay, <laughs> this is the holiness uh, authorized version of what happened. Yes. Okay. Uh, Howie murders somebody. Then a few, several years later, Howard gets good and saved. And by George, he's, he's on far. Uh-huh. And uh, he's, he starts feeling guilty because he killed somebody and he got away with it. And uh, <laughs> he, he decides out of the goodness of his heart and because he's such a good Christian. To turn himself in. That, he, that he's going to the police station to yeah. turn himself in because it's what's right. Uh-huh. And he walks in there and the police station says, dude, we got no, we have no idea what you're talking about. We don't even know he's missing. Yeah. Family haven't filled out a missing persons report. Oh, I heard that. Was that too? Him. I heard that. Yeah, man, you're nuts. So uh, good little old, <laughs> good, little, good little holiness Howie goes on down the road and uh, <laughs> gets, uh, gets. Holiness Howie. Holiness Howie. Oh. Holiness Howie. <laughs> Yes. Goes on down the road and gets married and was living his life. And then the cops finally realize uh, there's something to this. And they bring him in and arrest him. And his wife is such a good lady. She's still sticking with him. uh, Even though, you know, this was all basically she didn't know about this was the way it was kind of portrayed Mm -hmm. to me. Yep. And uh, good little old Howie, man. He turned himself in. He's a good old boy. Now, does that sound... Like what you heard on the Dateline episode, Kanan? Oh, absolutely not. That is, yes. That is not even any anywhere close. And like, okay, I was talking to my friend, um, and I'll mention her name here, Aisha. She was talking and she said, you know, we hear this and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, so glad, you know, she's sticking with them. She's such a good little wife. That's how I felt about it. Okay. I, forgive me. And if they want to friend me, they, they can. But like, and then you find out, like he dodged the police a couple of times uh-huh. and like he was supposed to be somewhere. Yeah. Instead, he's getting married after he promised he'd be there. Okay. This is like a Christian yeah. guy broke his promise, his word of yeah. where he was going to be like already flags are going off in my head. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. to you. Okay. Then what about the spousal immunity thing? She ne- wouldn't have to testify against him. Oh, that was a good point. There was, okay. they did make that point in there. Yes. Too. Like, so it's so yeah, by did. doing that, she did not get, like didn't have to testify against him. He could have like she could have known more, and she's like sticking right with him. But it doesn't like look right. Like there, there's obviously a lot of things that are wrong with this whole story. Well, she knew all about this. Yes. he had confessed basically to her. She was yeah, and she audio taping him. him. She willingly married him. Yeah. And like, then she marries him. Yes. And like yeah. warning signs are really going off in my head. Like there, there's something wrong with this whole story. And so my whole thing, the reason I brought this up, this whole whitewashed version that we're getting from yep. the holiness side of things. Good little wife sticking with them. You yeah. Know? Okay. After he like obviously lied and said he was going to be somewhere and he wasn't. Because, okay, we'll point out, we'll point out the problems with this story. 
Number one, he wasn't scot-free and, and got away with nope. it with nobody suspecting nope. him. He was suspected from the very beginning. Yes. He was the last yeah. one to know that he was a lot that where um, James Chambers was. And in fact, from what I understand, yeah. James Chambers' mom is the whole reason they found him because she was keeping she track. Was she was basically him. Facebook stalking yes. Homicide yeah, Howard. Stalking. Yes. Yeah. And so he's down, he's down at Hope Sound Bible College, and the cops catch when he's down there, then they go start putting pressure on him. That's why he confessed. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't because he had this. You know, this great burden on... And the guy could have been a Christian at that point. I don't know. But the story was whitewashed is what I'm saying. Oh, it's true. Yeah, it was well, not at all like what it was presented to me. I mean, and the you know. story... Like, the story of this is so messed up because my dad, he was like, I cannot believe just how much of a monster they made out of him. Like, <laughs> what my parents have heard is like completely <laughs> exactly opposite. Like, where was the story yeah. of him, like, Howard... Uh, cheating with like, having an adulterous affair with some married woman. Like, where was this story? Well, that's um, yeah. You know, that's well, that's a, I tell you what, that's a that's a bad one. And an adulterous affair is that worse than an affair? Yes, <laughs> yes. There's a very there's much normal so. affairs ain't some bad, but there's adulterous affairs. And adulterous <laughs> means they're married. <laughs> John, what was you saying about spousal immunity? In the county I used to live in, there was a and it was very small county. There was 9,000 residents in the entire county. So, um, is that where you was tearing up everybody at Gomorrah? <laughs> yes. That's where I got the fireman. So, law enforcement was pretty small over there. Well, this was when I was still city cop. So, you know, of course, I was out looking, helping these guys. So, anyhow. The um, one of the deputies uh, got shot, and what had actually happened was like he had turned sideways. The bullet uh, like tore through his shirt and hit an ink pen in his pocket. And he you know he had his vest on, but it didn't even strike the vest or anything. Um, but anyhow, right off the bat, people were like, "Hey." You know, these two, the, you know, this deputy and this, uh, this woman, they're like these two, something's, something's a little fishy with this shooting between these two. And so then that started flying around. They started questioning her about it. Well, next thing you know, this deputy and this woman runs to Virginia and gets married hmm. two days after he got shot. And. So they go to Virginia, they get married, they come back, don't even live together, and before like the 30 days is up or whatever, they get an annulment, they're no longer married, but she wasn't forced to uh, testify against him. Oh. Wow. I see. Yep. Uh, that's that's how that works. That's weird. So the old boy got shot, and two days later he was going to Virginia and getting married. Yep. Wow. Aww. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. So that that spousal immunity stuff I think is BS. Yeah. Well, they what had happened was Howard's now wife mm -hmm. had recorded him. But multiple then, times it said. But then she recorded him before they got married. So therefore, 
the recording was able to be used. Isn't that creepy? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. But anything else that she knew, she didn't have to testify against him. I'm, you know. Another thing, too, I wondered, yeah. like, why didn't they not collect cell phones? Maybe they did collect cell phones. Did they not, like, investigate computers or um, cell phones or the house where he was staying? I'm sure they did. They probably couldn't get a warrant. I know, that's a good yeah, question. if you didn't have a lot of evidence on it, it had been the, hard to have obtained a warrant. Good point. Good point. This is where we need to... Uh, yeah, you got to have a pretty significant amount of evidence for a judge to sign off on that warrant. I mean, you got to have, you got to have good reason to enter that house. And, yeah. and, and like, yeah. and they didn't even have like a verbal statement that he did it. Um, cause all, like all they had was him like nodding and they had Hannah like testifying and saying, yeah, I, he actually nodded. Yeah. And that was all they had. This is where we need my buddy Phil, uh, who's an ex-state trooper Ooh, yes. who listens to every episode. And he's told me before, he's like, man, there's some topics you guys get on that I'm just, I'm like, man, I could say a few things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we're getting something About wrong, I'm sure Phil is chewing the steering wheel in his we, car right now. <laughs> we need to have him on, okay? Well, I'm working can, on him. He needs to address like all the topics. Just, he doesn't have to talk about personal things. He can just talk about different things that he's wanting to mention to us. I'd love to have his... His viewpoint yeah. on some things. Well, Phil his, was a, his insight. Yeah. Yeah, Phil was a state trooper yeah. for a long time, so he he would know a lot of these ins and outs that we're sitting here just, just talking out of a rear end about. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're just babbling that <laughs> We know enough to be dangerous. Yes, oh, we do. Man. No, oh, man. Talking know- about somebody talking out of their rear end, Oh no, that's a perfect segue into old Jim Justice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was <laughs> I great. Like that. <laughs> I like that. You know, we 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 hit on old Jim Justice there. Uh, oh, a couple podcasts ago, mm-hmm. you yes. know about how much of a jack wagon that he is. He uh, uh, first of all, let's hit on this. Let's hit on this baby dog. We'll thing. make sure everybody everybody knows because most of our listeners are. Not even in West Virginia, I think. So Jim Justice is the governor of West Virginia. Where explain yourself where first before you live, dig so. into deeper. <clears throat> and Jim Justice is uh, yeah. quite the character. Go ahead, John. Oh, oh, Jim Justice, you can compare him to Boss Hog from the <laughs> from the Dukes, Dukes of Hazzard. He's a dead ringer for Boss yeah. Hog. Yep. Yes, that is that is Jim Justice's Boss Hog, um, and he's got this ugly little bulldog. <laughs> that uh, is literally a baby dog. Yeah, that's, that's his name. name. Yep, baby dog. So that's what I call my wiener, baby dog. <laughs> oh my oh, 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 gosh! <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what if girls did that? What if they're like, I'm gonna name my that? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I want to be clear. Which baby dog are we talking about here? <laughs> Not Kanan's baby dog, please. I don't want to talk about Kanan's baby dog. My baby dog's laying to rest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, for this COVID vaccine, uh, Jim Justice started a COVID vaccine lottery, mm-hmm. and it's called Do It for Baby Dog. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> do it exactly. What, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know 
your baby dog. This dog, you know, started getting a lot of attention then because, you know, he's the he's the face of this uh, COVID lottery. Mm-hmm. He or she? Like they're, it's she. Okay. Like they was giving away like brand new Jeep Gladiators and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. You know, probably using taxpayer money. So baby dog is a three year old bulldog, <laughs> and once she got all this attention in the state. Um, this comes from the Intelligencer, which is, uh, the newspaper in Wheeling. Okay. And so according to them, (laughs) baby dog had never been registered in Greenbrier County (laughs) and had never had taxes paid on this dog. Oh. Uh, yeah. so, so for those according. not familiar, I don't know how this very state law in West Virginia, you got to pay taxes yearly on your dog. Yeah, it's for the dog yes. catcher fee or whatever. And baby dog was uh, missing from those records. <laughs> so, the governor's dog. According to uh, just pulling it up on Google, Jim Justice is worth $1.2 billion. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so according to Greenbrier County, the head tax on a dog is 3 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, have, we have Fat Boss Hog that's worth $1.2 billion, and he won't pay a $3 head tax on his dog. <laughs> Oh, man. Friggin' Jim Justice. Let's not forget, this is Jim Justice's uh, uh, finest hour. Again, I encourage all businesses that are allowed to open to do so only if they f***ing follow the guidelines to keep West Virginia safe. <laughs> there it is. That's our governor in West Virginia. There it is. Oh. <laughs> Governor, round of applause. I don't know where you have it, but he, I mean, like, round of applause. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. There's something wrong with him. Oh, man. <sighs> He's something else. Talking about uh, people sticking their proverbial foot in their mouth. Kanan, you mentioned to me about John Gruden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me a little Old bit about John this. Gr- What's yeah, that? Let me pull this up. So, John Gruden is the, um, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, real quick before you start, though, we have segued the <laughs> out of this episode. Yes. Oh, I know. We are we always. Have. We've been tearing it up, man. So, John Gruden is the, uh, what, the former uh, <laughs> head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Emphasis on former. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he, uh, these emails have surfaced, I think, what was maybe Sunday, and he re- he actually resigned. He knew he knew when he had been whooped, <laughs> and he resigned uh, yesterday. Um, the email from 2011 uh, says, the email that uh, got Gruden in hot water was a 2011 email to Allen in which he used a racist trope to describe Smith. Uh, he said, uh, Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. <laughs> Y'all, are you serious? He, oh, yeah. yeah. He also. <laughs> the 
that's racist though? Like I'm confused. <laughs> He's talking about a black guy. They started pulling up all kinds of emails of his after this one, of course, and and whatever, and or I don't know if they started pulling them, but they were they were found out. And he also was um, blasting uh, Barack Obama in 2012 campaign. He was uh, he called he said the vice president looked like a nervous um, a nervous little. <laughs> 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 No, wait, okay, so wait, wait a minute. So, oh, what, what did he say about Barack Obama, though? Uh, it was unclear. He didn't actually say that I could find. He actually said more on. He actually said more on um, Biden than he actually did on uh, Barack Obama, which uh, from the from what I was reading. So you can't call somebody. A I guess not. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Oh. I mean, this this is a serious issue, in my opinion, in, in the culture. All right. So the guy says a few things. All right. You know, he said a few racist things. It ain't great. Yeah. But is the guy still a good head coach? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they haven't been doing too bad from what I from what I understand. I just uh, let's let's see. Um there's actually so much. He also singled out individuals as uh, targets of his hateful language that includes Caitlyn Jenner from uh, uh, Gruden Mock when she won an award in 2015 after the transitioning. He well, let's be honest. Out- it wasn't just John Gruden that, that mocked Caitlyn Jenner. Pretty much everybody did. No. no. Oh, everybody did. <laughs> yeah. Everybody did. Including myself. Yes. Now, can I also say something else that... Um, uh, right quick about this. I okay, so he shouldn't have said, you know, some of the stuff maybe they said, but dude, I have to commend him on one thing because it's another thing that was brought up that they were uh, that they were kind of blasting him for too o- on this on this news site that I was looking at and reading through because I started just reading down through all the stuff that he had said, you know, because mm-hmm. now now everybody's picking everything that he's ever said in his life and it's yes. like, you know, um, when all that kneeling first started happening, he was he said. He said a, a player that kneels should be fired, and I was like, I like and that. I should. You did. You don't hear too many of. You don't hear too many of the coaches talking about that. Or no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Now that was that was that was a private message because obviously you can't just walk out and say that because you know. But that was, I guess, one of the emails too. Is he was telling another guy like a, a player that kneels should just be fired. Shouldn't so, even be allowed to play in the NFL. So how many emails did they actually reference in that story? that were racist? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. There was that one. He was naming um, it. He was, he was talking about the guy's lips. So that's, I mean, yeah. you can, I think, I think that was, there might've been something else, but I think that was pretty much all on the racist part that where he got into more trouble was, um, well, he also criticized, um, uh, the, uh, man, what's the NFL's, um, yeah, head guy. What's his name? Bruce uh, Allen. Nah, no? what's what's? I, know. I know you're talking about everybody in uh, every Patriots fan hates right? him. Uh, Roger Goodell. Is that right? That uh, yeah, that might be right. Of course, I haven't paid attention to the mm-hmm. NFL. He it might says not be commissioner, commissioner Roger Goodell. Yes, so he criticized yeah, Roger Goodell. Yeah, he called him a. All right. Um, well, I mean, that's that's actually a pretty I, that's, that's actually a pretty I, I, I fair description it, of Roger Goodell. But but like, 
I hate to say it, but we have freedom of speech. Like if someone calls someone a name, like, I'm sorry, like you're going to flip out because someone called you a name. I think another big thing that got him was is uh, the other one was he said, I can't remember what year it was, but he said, I am. Uh, I'm tired. There was a, a gay player that actually came out was actively gay. Yeah. I'm and I, I, I guess the draft came up or whatever. And Gruden said, I don't want to, I don't want to draft any, any uh, queers. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's just, uh, so I don't think it was really just like one set little thing. I think it was multiple. And uh, I was talking to a guy today and he said that, you know, another thing that could, could have hurt him as well is uh, from what I've understood is he's just not a really nice guy. Like he just, he's, he's actually just very like, just, can can be very rude. At well, times. I can imagine. So I, I, I can kind of gather that from the things he said. I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in this hyper racial culture that we're in, I feel like I oh, even got to be careful how much I defend or even discuss this. And I'm he does. He sound, the guy sounds like a d- yeah. He really does. He does. But but I get what you're saying though, and I I would even agree with you on that. Is is uh, I think things they just they nitpick so much. It's like. I, I'm so glad that I'm not going to be a coach or a or a uh, politician or or even a preacher for for goodness sakes. I mean, the stuff that I have said, I mean, I'm sure you guys have even taught me some on video camera that I'm just so glad nobody has the the access to. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? Right. I mean, I've said, some, I've said some stupid stuff, you know, that, you know, so it's it just, you well, know, I would imagine that everybody in the country has said things when they thought. They weren't on record, whether it be yeah. a joke or whatever, yes. that they yep. wouldn't want blasted to the entire yeah. news media. It's just a matter of I know of, I have. You have to, the yeah. money, okay? Let's talk about the money. If you have the money, you can pay anybody off. So that becomes part mm-hmm. of the issue, too. If you like are well to do, it doesn't matter. You're going to, of course, be like for everybody, but they're going to hide their racist comments because, I mean, for example, look at Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. I mean, look at all, like, they all oh, have yeah. said, like, crazy things. They've been caught. And, yes. I mean, and yes. they're still, okay, they're the best people out there. We voted for them. What, what, what did, was uh, it, Joe? Yeah, let me look this up now, because I don't want to just say this and not have something. What was Joe Biden's racist comments? Let's find this. Oh, of course, there's the one where uh, if you vote for, if you didn't vote for him, if you voted for Trump, he said you ain't black. Yes, I remember him saying that one. I do remember saying that, him saying that one. Here's a quote where he was saying that, okay, quote, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with an incredibly different attitudes about different things. Oh, honey. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, that's an intelligent oh statement right there. Oh, my that's, that's your That's the president of the United States right there. This What's is about all the other one? Org. No, this one. In the same interview, responding to a question on whether he had taken a cognitive test, Biden angrily fired back with a suggestion that the black reporter was a drug addict. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here I'll read. I'll read his, I'll read his quote. Uh, his quote. Uh, that's that's like you saying before you got in this program, you take a test whether you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What? Wow! Wow! What a retard! He is an idiot. Wow. 
You cannot go oh. to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Yes. Yep. He also said that one. Uh, he referred oh. in 2007. This is from his, uh, Heritage.org. In 2007, he referred to Barack Obama as, quote, the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. Oh, my. Oh, boy, Joey. So, so every, like, all the other black people before were not bright, were not articulate, and they were dirty? And can we also talk about the Democrats that were big buddies with Robert Byrd, who was a senator yes. from West Virginia, Still. who was a freaking member of the Klan? Okay, so listen to this. Uh-huh. Hillary Clinton, she has actually been said, you cannot be a Christian and be a Republican. Hillary Clinton said that? Yep. Well, she also called Robert Byrd her mentor. Yes, she and did. And he was absolutely, it's, it's, it's undisputed. In the past, yep. he was a member of the Klan. Yes, he was. And not just any member, he had some rank about him, too. Yes, he did. He was up there. Wow. But nobody gets grilled about that. So maybe I should clarify. I don't know. I don't know what I think about John Gruden. I don't. I mean, obviously, the guy sounds like an idiot. He shouldn't have said what he said. I'm being he shouldn't silly have said serious. what he said. He should not All have right. said what he said. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But on the other hand, it's like, man, guys, I mean, just we'll just nitpick something to death. We'll pull up, you know, obviously somebody, obviously somebody wanted to hurt him or these wouldn't have just surfaced, you know, the, somebody shared these and, you know, and now we have what we have. It's like this, you know, it's like, well, and can I take issue with that article that you, you were just reading, Kanan? They were saying that, uh, they were putting out, portraying it, that his statements about, um, the players at Neil and Caitlyn Jenner. They're portraying those as extremist statements. That's not extremist statements. There's all kinds of uh, talk show hosts mm-hmm. that had some of the same views yeah. about this. Yeah. I don't. I don't like how they're portraying that. As oh my lord, who would ever think that? There's a lot of people that think that way. Well, that's kind yeah. of that's yeah. kind of like the study that I guess came out. There is such a thing as pinning Trump supporters as having a mental disorder. There was actual study that was done on this. And so they're trying to say it's like a extremist thing, Trumpism or whatever it's called. And they actually, my friend told me about it. She said, you know, people have to be careful when they say they support him because if they keep following this Trumpism thing, you can actually get in trouble for being an extremist by supporting Trump. She told me about this and I went, whoa, what, what, what do you mean? So just because you support one person, they're going to deem you as an extremist. The political landscape's out of control, man. Yes, it is. Flat out out of control. It seems like it seems like all decency in politics is yep. not that there ever was any there, but it's flat out gone. Yeah. It's yeah. True. Yeah. So anyways, John Gruden's gone. You know, and it goes so far. I've, I've been listening to Candace Owens lately. I never listened to her much, but I've been uh, listening to her podcast a lot lately. And she had uh, Officer Brandon, Brandon Tatum, I think is his name. He's like a social Channing media guy. Channing Tatum's hotter brother. <laughs> and he he used to be a cop, I think it was. And I might be getting his name wrong. He was off a of 22 jump. Anyways, he's a black guy. <laughs> he's a black guy that was a cop. And then she had the uh, the guy that runs like the BLM chapter in New York. Okay. And she got them mm-hmm. both on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if, one thing, so I'm like, all right, well, cool. This guy decided to come on and, and have a conversation with people that he knows is conservative. Okay. First yeah. off, the guy was a total idiot in, in the way he conducted himself. 
Every little yeah. time they'd push back against him, he'd do the whole, um, um, can you let me speak? Can you let me speak for once? Like, they oh, I can't handle that. Did that whole thing, the whole conversation wrong, along. And then he had the nerve to say that some people, he said, there's a study on this. You can look it up. This is what he said. There are people that suffer from, what was the name he called it? But he said it's basically uh, like PTSD, but for black people because of all of the racist things that's happened to us in the past, even though it never happened to an individual, to the individual person, oh, so we basically have PTSD. So PTSD oh, is passed down from like yes. ancestors. He, he was saying you didn't that, know that because, <laughs> 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 and so what? he was, he was trying to say, I have PTSD because of the racism that's happened in the past. And I, I gotta, <laughs> no. I gotta give Candace. That's not how that works? No, it's not how that freaking works. Wow! And I gotta give Candace some major credit. She let him go for a little bit, and then she's like, "Oh, by the way, I want to say, you trying to compare yourself to a soldier, which he did, that had PTSD." She's like, "That's bull crap. Oh. You're full yeah. of baloney." I was about and he ready completely to say, lost his ever loving mind. Yeah, but she called him out like nobody's <laughs> totally business. making light of it, like mm-hmm. comparing your own. Um, your own agenda more important than the like no 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 it's crazy (laughs) oh man i have to look that up now in the fire service uh well in ems and law enforcement too you know just us first responders in general um ptsd is becoming more of a thing now you know which uh basically any um uh, psychiatric disorder is becoming more mainstream. It's becoming more accepted. Mm-hmm. But um, PTSD among first responders is is becoming very prevalent. And I won't deny that you know some people have PTSD. I mean, you know, stuff like nine eleven or oh, yeah. you know yeah, stuff obviously. like uh, people's going to have PTSD from it. However, you know, I try to be very careful about using those terms because I'm constantly comparing to a soldier that watched his buddy get blown up. Yes. You know, like nothing that I have seen in 10 years would even come close to comparing to something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, when they're over there, their guys in their, uh, in their units, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever branch they're in, you know, depends on what they're going to call those units, but those are their family. You know, they've went through boot camp together. They've spent, you know, about a year and a half's time together mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they get deployed. They're family, you know? So, you know, I'd be like me watching Phil get blown up. You know, that's, that's like their PTSD. And, you know, me, you know, seeing a bad car wreck is not, in my opinion, you know, that, that's not PTSD to me. You know, it's, it's rough, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I, I try mean. not to say that word lightly because, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, reasons of like that. Yeah. Retard. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and I guess where I was going with this, you were talking about people giving words power over themselves. Yes. You know, these, these people, there's power right now if, if you can claim that you have been hurt by something. All of a sudden, yeah. you get attention. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, and I'll have to write this down for future episodes. If you ever want to see some crazy stuff, and I'll find some, there's a, and a, a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. 
and it just shows there was <laughs> libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok. There was a woman on there the other day, and she was complaining that she was being uh, treated poorly, and she was a victim because she was so fat that every time she went to the doctor's office, she was specifically uh, uh, complaining that the blood pressure cuff was not big enough, and she was showing the redness on her arm, <laughs> and she said that she was being no. totally serious, that American culture has fatophobia, I think is what she said. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How about lose some weight? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I might be able to find this. But, yeah, everybody wants to be a victim right now. Medical fat phobia is honestly so pervasive. Like, I just went in, I'm getting COVID tests, flu tests, whatever. I'm feeling really bad. Um, and they had to do a blood, blood pressure test. You can't really see, but my arm is really red. Because they didn't have a blood pressure cuff that fit my arm. So in turn, first of all, it was painful. And second of all, they couldn't get an accurate read on my blood pressure. And this may just seem like a simple thing, but it's just so pervasive in the medical field. And it really impacts, like, every visit. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Oh, As a okay. medical professional, so, I wow. have a I have a blood pressure cuff on every ambulance, okay, that can fit around a large person's thigh. Mm -hmm. If I can't get that around your arm, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, okay, uh, okay, and let me say this, too. Um, they're not saying what type of blood pressure it was. If it was a manual blood pressure, I'll be honest, a lot of places probably don't have manual blood pressure cuffs. They're more going into like the robo nurse, whatever it is, that little, um, yeah, you know, what's we call it the robo nurse. I don't know what else it's Sounds called. like a name of a sex doll. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, it, but it's, it's basically like an automated, um, blood pressure machine. So like whenever you do that, I mean, so obviously you're going to have the proper size, but if this lady's blood pressure, there's so many ways you can go with this. If her blood pressure is high, it's going to hurt really bad. Well, like she's she saying it made a red mark on her arm because it wasn't. I don't even see a red mark, but it's. So, you know, I always get aggravated with people because I'm sure everybody has had their blood pressure taken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, it's tight. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Does it hurt as bad as some people let on? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, like, it's not that painful. I mean, yeah. you know, and like Missy was saying, if the woman lost weight, her blood pressure <laughs> wouldn't be high. It wouldn't yes. have to squeeze as hard to yes. get a reading. Sorry. That's true. I, I wonder if her blood pressure is 170 over a Big Mac. That was good. Oh, came and got her there, boy. That, that there, was good. There's that the there's the good. trailer. There's the trailer right there. I like that. Oh, one. 170 <laughs> over a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, people also they don't want to accept that they have a flaw that they need to change. This lady here. If she really wanted to go on a diet, she could do it. And I'm saying this as a fat guy, all right? Obviously, I don't have the willpower. But <laughs> Me neither. You know what I mean? So if, if you let yourself get into this and then you start blaming everybody else, no, that's not yeah. how that works. Okay, and I'm going to say this. I am going to say this. As a woman, I can say this. Um, I am a bigger size girl, so I'm allowed to say this. Um, we are living in a time where they're like size 
is not really an issue anymore. Like we have TV shows, my glorious 600 pound well, life. It is okay. an issue. If your blood is butter, like this woman here. Oh, with that, I, yeah. <laughs> she def- wow. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was, what, what are you t- you're, you're saying I, I'm saying like uh, now nowadays like, we're not living in sizes two and three anymore and four or whatever negative yeah. like negative zeros so you're talking about the, the way we're that- living in a time where you know Ashley Graham is like one of the hottest models that's out right now we're living in a good time for plus size people okay yeah so yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm not really feeling her um fat phobia because like Victoria's Secret has now now plus size people. They were like the gold standard before. Like, we want you to be 100 pounds mm-hmm. and six foot tall and fitting into double zeros. I mean, you're not going to be able to fit into that when, yeah. if you're a plus size. Now they have plus size models. Like, I don't I don't agree with the narrative that, that she's putting out. Um, no, it's it's baloney. Yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with you. It's the time. Everything. Everybody goes out of their way to be inclusive. Yes, they do. And uh, it, when you see this, it just it makes you want to puke. Like this is crazy. How much do you expect us to do? Yeah. You know? Do you want me to look at you? You know what? You're healthy. <laughs> Your blood work is <laughs> wonderful. And <laughs> uh, yeah, you we're, we're not gonna lie to him. Yes, you'll probably live to be ninety nine here, lady. That goes back to what we hit on uh, towards the beginning of the show. Everybody wants to be able to do whatever they want and not have any consequences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she wants to stuff her face with seven Big Macs and then, you know, not have to worry about, oh, my blood pressure is 170 over a Big Mac, mm-hmm. you know. That's the label of this podcast, by the way. That should be the title, 170 uh, yes. over a Big Mac. 170 over a Big Mac. I like that. <laughs> but, and then, okay, I, I don't know the whole context of this because you could have had the nurse say, and I know I've said it before, um, I need to get a good size blood pressure cuff because if it's like too um, small, it's going to give a false reading. If it's too big, it's also a false reading. So there's, she probably explained herself knowing as a nurse, like we are very, very sensitive to people. We have big people coming in. We have small people coming in. We have like all sizes. Um, we always make sure we have proper size blood pressure cuffs. Our our hospital is absolutely wonderful to being conducive to all sizes. So I'm not really I don't know the context of this, but well, I, I don't she, appreciate how she gave the context. Like you don't have a and the only thing it did was it made her arm red, and she said it was uncomfortable. I no, but what I'm, what I'm meaning is what did the nurse say? It, the nurse probably didn't say, oh, um, you know, we don't have the right size for you because you're too fat. That's how she is coming across. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that because the nurse probably had a better way. Of, she explained something, and that's not how she took it. Well, let it. me present it this way. So anybody can can start this whole this crap now. So what if I, you know, I got a beard, so I identify as a bearded American, mm-hmm. and I go to a hotel, yeah. all right? And I'm like, they don't have beard oil here. Do you know this beard phobia that they don't, they don't uh, care for <laughs> yeah. us like they should. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I don't have the proper tools. I can't help it. I just like what, beards. What you could say is I am like, I'm like half a species because oh, there's multiple genders now. Okay. Um, but uh-huh. like you're, you're like half the population. You're a male. They need to be catering to um, more half the population. They're not caring about half the population. You could totally go with that. Yeah. That's scary. And you could make an issue out of it. <laughs> you yeah. could. And that's what this woman's yep, done. Yeah, she did. And that's why she's yeah. on libs of TikTok. 
Uh, my butt's getting sore from the chair, guys. I'm going to have to shut it down. <laughs> my lord. I got plenty of cushion. Don't forget, give us a five-star rating if you uh, if you liked it. If you don't, still do that. <laughs> um, we need the five-star rating. We need the five stars. Also, if you really if you really dislike the show and you really want to make us mad, you can go to anchor.fm slash Sparks and you can become a monthly supporter. At uh, we got three separate options, and if you really want to make us angry, go for the ten dollars a month. I hate that. That makes me so mad. Uh, <laughs> Your face is so good. You can also send us a voice message at that same link. We'll play on the show. Email hillbillybroadcast at aol Find us on Facebook, Hillbilly Broadcast. I am on Twitter at Phil Spark Show, and I'm sure some of you other guys are too. Okay. But I don't have your handles. Send me your handles. I'll make sure I put it out there. Okay. Grab them handles. That's it. I'm done. Later. We're out. Till next time. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.